0: You are now listening to Out of the Blank.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank podcast. I'm here with Drew Malo.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? And.
1: Drew, tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do professionally?
0: Well, um, well, I'm uh, 32. I, I grew up and I live in Westchester. I'm kind of a jack of all trades, um, kind of one of those people who I feel like never really kind of figured out what I wanted to do. So I kind of felt like I should be good at everything and eventually learned that that's a really pipe dream. But,
1: I think those types of people are classified as artists.
0: Yes, a creative is what we were later found the definition for. Um, so I do, the jo- I do the job that I need to pay the bills. Uh, and then I'm still working on finding the career that I can work, that I don't have to really work those jobs to pay the bills, because very often they're jobs that we despise. So that's- you're, you're
1: making it so descriptive. I, I want to know what job exactly. Are we selling drugs
0: in this occasion? No, no, I I work in customer service. So I'm the guy on the phone who, you know, when your order is late or uh, your 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 bread isn't exactly 100% uh you're the one that they come to to complain about basically. So, you know, when um when DoorDash messes up your order, um I you you yell at me like I'm the one who just decided that I was just going to take 45 minutes when it's around the block.
1: See, I have so much sympathy for you right now because of how much you must deal with on a daily basis when it comes to just people just constantly giving you their backlash and anger. I mean, I, you, people experience that on a daily basis, just walking around in the street, but literally having a job where you're basically there to, to fix the problem. But it seems like everyone just wants to get what their opinion or whatever they are experiencing out of their head and being able to voice it
0: at you. Absolutely. I mean, you, you couldn't really imagine. I mean, it, it's literally the definition of the customer is always right. And I was like, that's not true at all. Like you sometimes they are and sometimes they are not, but it doesn't matter because give me my food or give me back my money. And I'm like, I, I, oh, I'll try. Well, when
1: especially when it comes to DoorDash too, like you're already giving basically people the option to go anywhere they want with their food with delivery services. You should be grateful in the first place. Like mm-hmm. back in my day, we had the pizza delivery guy and when we ordered pizza, <laughs> we were getting pizza. There was no going to McDonald's once you ordered Domino's. There was no any of these types
0: of things. Yeah, so it's, it's that I mean, it's, like I said, it's a job to pay the bills. So working on things like, you know, uh, I'm a self-taught artist. So I, I draw sometimes when I, I, I feel inspired. I've been writing since I was a kid and you know the podcasting uh, which you spoke to my co-host Danny about that's kind of been a recent thing and uh, you know I'm kind of just all right this works I'll I'll integrate it into the creativeness and see where it goes you know you never really know uh, where those long shots are going to pay off so why not give it a shot. Yeah you got your hand in many cookie
1: jars I can uh I can attest to that. I mean, I'm a man that does a lot of things as well. When it comes to writing, though, what types of things do you choose to write about? Are we talking fantasy? Are we talking about science fiction?
0: Um, Well, I prefer, like, um, I I like my science fiction. Uh, I feel like I'm perpetually chasing that dream of writing the next big comic book thing. I've been working on, like, a project with one of my best friends for years uh, now because, again, uh, every time we try working on it, you know, life gets in the way like she's married and lives in kansas and and i'm essentially been with the same partner for uh, almost five years come april so it's kind of like we're joking i was like i'm i'm jokingly married just without the title or the government so you know and then you know when you move or when you take on new projects or try to focus on things it's always like when you remember when you laugh like yeah it takes sometimes projects take years and (laughs) that's ridiculous years later i was like that was really stupid to laugh at
1: yeah a lot lot of people don't understand when it comes to a goal or something like it might seem so simple in your head but actually when you start putting in everything that goes into the mix it seems like it takes a lot longer than you would expect
0: yeah it does so i I do that um i i I like to write down stories uh you know true stories to things because i've had a very kind of interesting life, so I kind of like to write out things that happen. One, because I'm always terrified I'm one day going to forget everything. Like, I'm just going to just be a blank slate, like the movie Memento. I'm just going to wait Hey,
1: you want to record it. That's a lot of what's popular with podcasters is we want to record our voice so it's just left somewhere. You know, you don't ever want to feel like you left this earth without an imprint or something on it.
0: Yeah, and as a storyteller, you know, I really believe that stories are, in essence, uh, our way of of being immortal. Like you just said, being immortalized. So we don't have to really worry about um, about being forgotten because as long as we write them down, we record them, people keep telling them. You know, um, in essence, we uh, stories are a way of escaping death, and it's it's really great. And um, it's funny because a lot of people tell me that I write the way I talk, and I was like, I feel like a lot of writers have that very distinct voice. So for me, it's just always about finding the story that somebody would uh, really enjoy listening to. It's like an, an old writing mentor of mine said, uh, you have the best story in the world, but most people only read the third pages, it's like the first three pages. So if your story really starts on the fourth page, it'll never go anywhere. That's what caught me to the
1: opening scene to Batman, The Dark Knight, when they had the bank robbing scene right in the beginning. I mean, that, that catches you and that hooks you in right off the bat.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, um, so, mm-hmm. you said yeah. something
1: that piqued my curiosity. You said you lived an interesting life. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I, when I was a kid, you know, it was the nineties and, you know, in first grade, you know, I, I'm growing up in the era where there's, there's uh, Godzilla, there's power Rangers, teenage mutant Shirtles. when stuff was um, good. I got you. Yeah. You know, and for me, you know, I was the kid who really wanted to be a ghostbuster. Like, for me, that was my movie. When I was four, I saw it and it just, it, it completely opened my mind up to a lot of things that I feel like spiraled into what eventually became my personality because um, I have borderline ADD. So, um, so my brain sometimes moves faster than I can uh, comprehend thought.
1: I have ADHD, I know how
0: you feel, trust yeah, me. Yeah, right. So, you know, in those days, people didn't really know exactly as, be- as best how to deal with that. Back in the day, so for me, you know, growing up, you know, I was a kid in the '90s, and I was like, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster, you know. So I'd run around with that little plastic proton pack, uh, you know. Um, that was around the time that the cartoon was still pretty popular. I'd catch uh, reruns of that on, uh, I think, with the company was, Deek, on like you know, when I get home from school. And it was a golden age of, of cartoons and whatnot. But Ghostbusters were my superheroes, you know, four guys with this advanced technology. Taking on the world, fighting usually everything but ghosts. I mean, demons, trolls, goblins, gremlins, uh, like extrater, like extra normal entities. Very rarely ghosts, uh, which I, I realized later. And it was like dark. We're, the '90s led to an age of very sophisticated cartoons. We saw that with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman. A lot of the stuff wouldn't get played today.
1: You know, I always. I always bring up the cartoon Johnny Bravo. If you try playing that on television now, it wouldn't last. Only because like a womanizer and all these things is seen as like an outrageous act against women or something. I'm like, but it was showing the best part, the fact that the muscle guy doesn't get the chick. He gets slapped for acting like an asshole.
0: And, and he was so, f- again, like you you bring up them, like, and, and then later on, you know, he paved the way for other cartoons, like uh, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack which are, you know, even there they're silly, they still have their mature moments. Um, so it's just, you know, growing up in that era, there was so much, but uh, for me, you know, I was always kind of like the odd kid, um, you know, back in the 90s, you know, I was a little overweight, you know, I, I wore sweatpants, you know, I had you know, the, I jokingly refer to it as like a bowl cut. It really wasn't, but it was very, you know, prim and, 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 and polished. And, you know, I got picked on a lot. And, um, you know, so you you do the, you want to be seen as an individual, but you lash out when you're not fitting in, uh, makes you more of an outcast. So you're just caught in that weird uh, twilight zone. And then when puberty hits you like a ton of bricks, it just adds more and more. And it just, it was always funny because things would always seem to happen. And I felt like eventually... (laughs) I was in, like, the Zach Files. I was just like, how, how does this keep happening to me? Like, I, think, like, I was like, what's going on? Like, um, so eventually, uh, like, most protagonists, I just embraced it. And I was just like, this is me. This is who I am. You know, life throws me some strange lemons from Dimension X. I'm going to make some boss lemonade. And, you know, we'll see where I end up tomorrow.
1: I think that's a good way of looking at it too. I think a lot of kids it takes a while for them to get to that point. I think, you know, for someone that like myself that's been bullied through it too and kind of getting to the other side, I've only come out with more of a higher way of thinking, I feel like. Not that I'm better than anybody else, but more that my, my thoughts are more clear. I prioritize certain things over cracking stupid jokes or making fun of someone. Right. I refuse to give people the benefit of the doubt and try and mm-hmm. get, uh, get to know them on a personal level before making a judgment.
0: Well, you're doing great so far. So this is this is especially this is the first time really talking, minus a few Instagram messages, because, you know, a millennial like you, like you said, doesn't really use email.
1: Why? 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 I don't understand. Why do people use the email? I had some dude say, can you send me an email? And I said, OK, what's well, the email? And he said, AOL.com. I said, I haven't fucking used that thing since the first time I had a computer at my grandparents' house. And you're trying to watch porn and all you hear is like,
0: what the fuck? It's the same way I felt whenever I see someone with, like, oh, it's hot, hotmail. I'm like, hotmail. Wow. That is, you need to get on Google, my dude. Like, geez. Uh, So I I totally get you there.
1: It's even weirder when someone gives you their email and it's like one of their porn emails, the ones that they use for like a spam account. Just so for some reason, I don't know why you're signing up for a porn membership. I just don't, there's so much free stuff out there. Exactly. But I, it's, it's
0: one of those where I'm like, I was like, listen, no judgment, but you might want to get a more like pe like professional, simple email there, my dude. But I was like, no judgment. Just make sure you know where the, where, you know, you're sending the bill. But um, so, you know, basically that, and it's just funny because Ghostbusters, I come back. That was my big thing when I was a kid. And then later on, I was able to actually become one. Like I have, like Ghostbuster gear. Like I built my own proton pack. Uh, I bought like the Mattel replicas of like the ghost trap and the PKE. And I have my own jumpsuit with my own name tag. And I remember the first time I looked at myself wearing everything. And I, I said to my head, I was like, I think I'm more proud of this than I am doing grad school in a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> and um, it, it's just like, when you when you have this goal about who you really are and you kind of accomplish it, it's just this, it's this almost like this piece of you that's been missing for like you don't know how long comes in and you're just so complete. Like you could, you could have zero, you could have horrible credit, you could have a bum job, you could, everybody can hate you and whatnot, but you'll always be that one thing. You'll always be a Ghostbuster, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Optimus Freaking Prime, you know, whatever. You'll always have that and uh, no one can take that from you. It's just crazy.
1: Having that sense of thinking is a lot better when it comes to just trying to decipher about who you are as a person. It seems like most people come to that conclusion towards the end of their life. Like, oh, I've done this and I've become this, but it's like, you never truly live until you figure out what you want to do. And that question, what do you want to do? The answer is always so simple. The answer is always, oh, I'll figure that out when I grow up or when I'll worry about that later down the road. And you keep on pushing it and pushing it. But it's like, Sometimes the answer is just right in front of you. It's the thing you're overlooking the most.
0: Right. And I think that's the thing that we as people overlook. We're always thinking that the next uh, the next group, next generation, well, like you saw it with um, when we were kids, we wanted to be an adult because being an adult, that we saw only the positive. We thought, oh, you know, I don't have to fall asleep at nine. Uh, I can do whatever I want and eat whatever I want. You know, I can just travel and do all these super cool things. And then when you get there, it's uh, you're like, no, I want to be a kid again. I want to just not. The only thing I want to care about is is uh, is uh, algebra, poor food, and uh, you know, who's the the biggest boss in in uh, in eighth grade? You know, I... or when
1: quicksand was such a big problem back in the day, it seemed like we're always going to be running into that.
0: Exactly, and it's just it's funny but you know so that's why I feel like you have to like when you get older especially you have to have those interests those hobbies you know which is why I personally I, that's why I love movies like uh, I grew up in a household where you know movies were very much like, I wouldn't say like wouldn't say like a universal language like we were very big on reading in my home but we also really appreciated television so it would be countless days where we would just you know pop into VHS and uh, you know watch whatever and I watched a lot of the you know the Disney classics on VHS and then the not so Disney classics the ones that uh that you rattle to people like oh my god I remember that! like whoa you're just bringing it back or you know as kids would be like okay boomer and I'm like yeah god forbid we remember something in the past instead of two years ago which is so old
1: the revenge of the nerds man
0: yeah but so, uh, like, for me, cinema, in my mind, was always one of those, like, equal, like, a, a level ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know every movie, but there's, there's that movie that, that everybody knows that you can make a reference. It was like, oh, my God, I love that line. Oh, that was so funny. And uh, it kind of became a way for me to just find a level ground for everybody. So, like, you know, you didn't matter. Uh, how smart you were, didn't matter how much money you had, it didn't matter your race, your identity and whatnot, you could all appreciate a good and
1: well, yeah, when it's also the escape from reality that movies are as well, being able to take you to a different place and kill time, as you would say, or totally. like you were saying before, with the connectivity aspect to it, how many mm-hmm. times do you drop a certain reference to some guys like that reference is from the big Lebowski, and you're like, I'm surprised, you know, that movie, and then you're cool for the rest of the day, because you know, that guy has seen one of the right. big movies
0: of all time. Right, yeah, you, you make that reference and they look at you and they give you that look like, hey, and you're like, hey, you get that too. And then, you know, but you have to admit that rug really did tie the room together. So It really you know, did. It really, it really did. did. It
1: really did. I feel like that's what makes it kind of a little bit difficult. Like a lot of times people drop a movie reference and someone will be like, what was, what? what? Like, have you not seen that movie? No. And then you start rattling off a list of movies and they're just like, I haven't seen any movies. I watch TV. And you're like, I don't know how to talk to you.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I more often than not in the past caught, found myself being that guy, and later on I realized that it's not really the best way to be. Like, cinema shouldn't be a bullying thing, because you know there might be a movie that you've never seen that someone's like, "Oh my God, how did you not see that?" So you know, it's just like it's like the same thing. Like every once in a while, I Ghostbusters is my favorite movie. I'll meet someone who's never seen it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, you should. It's a it's an awesome film." You know, it's not like I'm going to beat them with it. Um, You know, I I think that's the thing, is that, you know, we have to acknowledge that not everyone has the time to see all these movies. Not everybody has the time um, to really absorb everything and memorize every quote. And also, it's okay to have a different opinion. Like, you could love a movie to death. And you can think it's boring. Like, for instance, one of the movies I fell asleep with, I thought Street Fighter was absolutely boring. And I know some people who think it's uh, a, a cinematic, goofy video game masterpiece. And I'm like, that's great. I, you know, props to Row Julia because it's one of the last movies he did. But I was like, I was bored out of my mind because it was just over-the-top ridiculousness. And normally I love that, but it just, I didn't connect with it. You know, so it is uh, it is what it is, but I, I'm sure there's dozens of movies. Like, me and you probably just rattle off a bunch of like 80s cinema or most recent things. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Da, 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 you know, and just go back and forth like it's some sort of cinematic ping pong you know but Uh, that type of conversation
1: is the basic basically foot in the door just to be able to strike up a conversation with somebody oh totally i feel like a lot of times it's very very difficult for people to break through that getting to know you barrier and that's always seems like the simple founding ground with it
0: all i i I think so too and you know and that's why like such things i I agree they are really good opening because once you find that that in then you can really build on top of it. It's uh, like Legos, you know, you got to have one block and then you can build a castle.
1: Well, it's also like, if you want to talk about using communication through that way and opening up the door, like just with the form of topics and stuff, it starts, you start to realize like how people are perceiving information, how people are perceiving the things around you, which we use a lot of false speak. We use a lot of default answers. Usually someone asks how your day is going. You say, oh yeah, it's fine. But you never truly tell them how your day is going. Uh, we're not communicating as people anymore. And I think that's the problem. When you start perceiving people differently, you start to have different, your perception gets, I I would say a little bit thrown off. And I think you're, I think you're going to like this segue. So when people are perceiving things differently, it brings up to the whole rationalization kind of like if you know, if you're talking to someone, they're not able to have a conversation with you because their head seems like it's somewhere else. You can talk about into a whole nother light where it kind of leads into your podcast, talking a little bit about the paranormal. If people in everyday life can be on a different frequency, then who's to say there aren't people on a different frequency that can pick up this? extra thing or this other type of plane that harbors ghosts
0: yeah and that's the always the funny thing is you know you I feel like sometimes you always have these people that it's almost like they don't want to acknowledge it the paranormal like I, I myself um you know have been fascinated with it since I was a kid and you know I have more than enough literature in my personal library to to refute that and you know th- it's like the same thing like whenever you like I bring up ghost buts there's always that one person who has to I feel like they have to be that extra. And it's like, I don't believe in ghosts. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you, you I'm not gonna say out loud that I think you're wrong, that I have you know, more than enough literature to tell you that you're wrong. But uh, you know, that's your beliefs. Some people can't look, their world is so small to acknowledge something that makes your world 10 times bigger, which makes you even smaller. They, they can't accept it. It, it. it would shatter what they know. But for us, you know, when we're doing the podcast, you know, I, it's why I like, uh, I always joke with Danny that it, we have kind of a, a molder and, and Scully from the Axe Files relationship because I'm a believer and, you know, and she, she acknowledges that certain things, but she's kind of a Scully. She's like, she's a skeptic. And I think that's important to have in the room because sometimes, you know, you need that, that other perspective, because sometimes it really isn't. Sometimes it really is the win. Yeah, every time I watched
1: X, every time I watched X Files, I had to come at it like, okay, they're never going to find a ghost ever. And they just keep doing bumps and stuff. I'm not understanding. I watched that show for an hour and a half um, per episode, whatever how long it ran. And it was so difficult because it felt like they never came to a conclusion or they rationalized it up to something else. I think having that extra perspective in the room is definitely very important especially when you talk about things like ghosts but where your inspiration came from with Ghostbusters have you ever had a type of ghostly or paranormal experience or have you ever in you know seen something or read something maybe history-wise that you found was fascinating about ghosts?
0: Well I mean I have to say like uh, we in my family um, we had a in my family on my mom's side uh we had one of our our uh, our family members i think um or at least as my mom told me this which she heard through my uh, my cousin um that there one of our family members uh was was uh, haunting one of their former residences and um i i mean i remember when i uh, had been told the story i thought it was like the coolest thing in the world i was like oh my god you saw a ghost of uh, my believe it would be great grandmother And it wasn't anything scary. It wasn't, you know, uh, scaring people out of a library. It wasn't pulling them into closets. But just subtle signs and things that... Yeah, yeah, like she she actually saw something, like an actual specter. And, you know, it wasn't threatening at all. It was just, you know, there. And then it was gone. And, um, you know, I remember I had had read the story. I had written the story down because, you know, storyteller. And I remember reading it to my class in fifth grade And I read it and they all paused and then they all laughed. And I remember feeling so embarrassed because, you know, in that situation I was like, okay, they're laughing at me. I feel really stupid. I shouldn't have read this out loud, you know? And that's kind of like where you learn that again, the world very much either will ignore what is clearly right in front of their face or they will, you know, poke fun at it or mock it because that's their way of rationalizing it's like, okay i can't acknowledge again this thing because it's that um uh, so
1: i think when it comes to a lot of things especially with ghosts though like a lot of people are going to be very dismissive of it mostly because it's something that has no evidence or has nothing that really can i mean as much as somebody can agree and say like oh they saw something or though this happened or this was because of this it seems like there's always going to be that person that's going to be like hey by the way, did you know that, oh, that's because of this? There was actually a draft in the room. And I was like, if you think about how your phone right now is sending a signal all the way up into outer space on a level and a frequency that you cannot perceive with your own eyes, who's to say there's not another level of perception that can bring out this type of ghostly or psychic thing?
0: We we can communicate with each other in lives and bounds that, you know, again, the people who created the telephone, uh, you know, would have only dreamed of what is so difficult to think that we can't communicate, you know, to people and almost like another frequency, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like the supernatural is like almost like a, an antenna to a different frequency of communication. But again, I think it really comes down to what, 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 what I said before, it's people, people see it. Or they feel it, they don't want to acknowledge it. It's just, it's the the natural sense that it is better to just ignore it and pretend it's not there because to acknowledge it is to acknowledge how small we really are in the fabric of the world. Not just the world, our concept of the universe in general. And it's just so, uh, I think it's just, it's to me, I've always felt it somewhat amusingly ignorant. Because uh, you know we we can know like I I feel like deep down um, you know we are aware of things that we sometimes I don't think can comprehend you know it's like that little like when you get deja vu or that 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 feeling when you walk past something and you get this chill down your spine you can't explain it but it, it makes you aware you know it uh, it's this odd sort of sixth sense that I think we have and just uh, some people have it a little stronger than others.
1: When, when it comes to like with the learnings and research you probably have had it done, especially for your podcast and everything, like where have you found that you've researched something or maybe looked up something that you found that really kind of sparked your belief in it as well and kind of seemed like it was like, that has to a hundred percent be that like, that is, that's a crazy story.
0: Um, I think for me, it's usually when it's circumstances of people, uh, or like places that, uh. That you you that there have been multiple sightings. You know what I mean? Like, like I I I, I always joke with uh, my co-host Danny that there's a reason Ghostbusters happened in New York. And uh, upon you know doing research for uh, especially our most recent episode, which took place uh, in Manhattan, you know I said we could literally have three seasons of our podcast just doing stories in Manhattan, and we wouldn't even dent uh, a, a one eighteenth of the stories. Like, there's so much supernatural activity.
1: Yeah, because um, of all the murders and things that have happened. Yeah, I mean, I know. think a lot of people relate ghosts to getting uh, being the type of haunting or something that is mostly common. Nobody ever thinks. If a place can be haunted, I mean, Alcatraz, for instance, one of the places where a lot of paranormal investigators go to find ghost activity is because of the fact that it seems like memories or blood, whatever, is stained into the walls, that it literally tells a story, which is why they think of more hauntings. It also brings into the whole factor of um, is a ghost a person that's in the afterlife or is it just a memory or an echo of one's being that was here at one point?
0: Right. And well, uh, well, to respond to that, I have kind of two thoughts. One is that a lot of the times ghost sightings, appearances, hauntings, uh, however you call them, are usually um, tied into history, which is another reason that I love the podcast I have with my co-host is because uh, it ties two things I very much enjoy, which is uh, history. Um, I, I have a, a bachelor's in history. Um, and I, I've always loved history. I always love learning about the things about the world that created our world. You know, the past is very informative if we learn from it. And you know, a lot of the times when we do a haunting, I'm always like, okay, what's the story? Like I can't just uh it's like we we say when we're recording, you know, it's like uh it's like where's the ghost? I can't just jump into that. I have to give backstory, I have to explain the events. And usually, like you said. Um, they usually end very badly. It's usually something tragic or, or something gruesome, or something very uh, unsettling. And like you said, the blood. It's usually acts of very violence. So things, uh, things of, of like prisons. Um, I've looked into places where there have been battles. You know, I think the one um, thing that really shook me a little was um, I have a friend who's a former paranormal investigator, who she has. Um, I guess you know some people. I think would uh take a page of Stephen King's book and call it the shine, uh, where I just kind of equate it to so that they can see in a certain guard. And she told me about this time that she went to Gettysburg, you know, the famous Civil War uh, battleground. And you know, I asked her, I was like, you know, did you see anything? She said, There's a lot, you know, soldiers, um, cavalrymen, all these kind of people. And you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the way she explained to me, it was kind of like, if you've ever seen the 2003 Constantine, Keanu Reeves, um, you know, when he was talking about how how he could see half-breeds, you know, angels or demons in plain sight with us, it's kind of like, that. it's like, you can see them, they can see you. And it's when they can see you, it's like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Um, because you know, you can communicate
1: with them. Well, if so. you've had a fascination with ghosts in history, I got one for you. You ever heard of Lincoln's ghost? Oh, absolutely. That one's pretty fascinating, especially like how they tried to uncover it and show that it was like this photographer that was trying to falsify all these types of stuff. He was like, oh, well, I can make Lincoln. I'm a go-. He actually became a, a ghost photographer taking pictures of people's ghosts, like in portraits and stuff. And um, it was a weird camera thing that he did where he was able to blend the kind of the tape back when you had to like soak it in this type of liquid, have it hanging. Um, But it's really weird when you start reading the accounts of people that have stayed in the White House and have been known to see Lincoln's ghost, such as like a maid. And sometimes there was one account where a person saw Lincoln like sitting on his bed, tying his shoes, like he was getting ready to go somewhere, then quickly rush and then just disappeared and also a former ambassador who literally was this is how it went he said he got out of the bath or whatever in a robe and um with a cigar in his mouth and he sees the president sitting there at the mantle turns around the president does Abraham Lincoln and he looks at him drops his robe so he's basically butt ass naked drops his cigar and goes Oh Mr. President it seems like you caught me at a disadvantage. That stuff seems like it was really added in but it was it it brought funniness to the story but I believe like those types of encounters those types of things where people say like oh that can't be true that can't be true some of it might not be true a lot of it might be hollywooded up but maybe there's a common core element that gets blended in with all the jokes and humor that is true.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that, you know, we, we kind of have to lessen the the blow of it. And uh, it's also concluding because I was like you said two points, and I was like, oh, I gotta finish the second point. I think the other thing we have to think about ourselves is that um our essence, you know, we're we're characters of energy, you know, we we convert oxygen into CO2, you know, we we make we make things that make things and other things, you know, we're always transforming. And, you know, I know it's, it's always been very contested about us, you know, um, like, is there an afterlife? Where do we go? You know, is, you know, and that's been one of the questions that have been plaguing mankind ever since we were able to understand that we will be born, we will live, and we will die. You know, is there a continuing? And I, I think that, uh, personally, is that I think we do go on. Now, do I believe we go to an afterlife? I'm not really sure. You know, I, I can't really say because I myself have never died and come back. Um, you know, do we transcend to a different plane? I was like, yeah, it's, it, uh, we're made of energy in a way. So I think we will transcend to a different stage. You know, Will we be reborn in a cosmic sense? I don't know. Will we go to heaven or hell judged on some kind of what we did in our life, or the do's and don'ts? That's probably basic Catholicism, which I, I grew up with uh, uh, talking in, putting my own perspective, you know, I think it's very black and white, but I think the thing, uh, Rob, that many people really don't like to acknowledge is that it's a very gray area. We, we as human beings want to put things in um, right or wrong, you know, the black and white. And we realize, like you said, as an adult, that the world itself is very gray. There are a lot of ambiguous interpretations of things and very rarely is something as easy as black and white, and the concept of supernatural, uh, ghosts, uh, phenomena of all kinds—it's—it's it's a very much a gray area. And you know, I, I've spoken to people who uh, you know listen to our podcast, and they think it was great entertainment. You know, it's fine. And I speak to people who they really enjoy the content, and you know, they like the stories. And I'm like, you know, you you take what you can from it. Um, well, especially when you're
1: talking about something that's that a lot of people stigmatize and consider silly or ridiculous, you have to you have to use humor to help also help teach.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's just so funny because you know we kind of have like a a macabre sandwich in in my podcast because I do the the supernatural, and you know my co-host Danny, she does these these um these you know usually very graphic, uh, murder stories. So, you know, she'll, she, like, it's like, I, like I say, she does the meat and I do the aftermath in a kind of silly, uh, uh, goofy way. Um, because again, my, my brain is just like, this is like, we have, we always kind of joke. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, this is the part kids where you get out of the room. Cause we're gonna talk about the really graphic stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, it's always funny to me, you know, uh, because I'm just like, you have to acknowledge it you have to acknowledge it. it's the same thing like there's good in the world there's bad in the world like for all the good things in the world there are people who die gruesome deaths and unfortunately like Lincoln some people um you know seem to ghosts i think some people um like you said are stuck because of the violence the way they died has anchored them to this world and a lot of times you know it's sad they they want to move on but for some reason like if you want to equate it to some sort of casper level uh simplicity unfinished business uh something that they have to do or you know justice
1: especially when it comes to ghosts too like there's so many experiences and so many accounts that people have there's no way that all of that can just be hoo-ha i mean i remember one that really stuck into my head was known as wailing jenny or screaming jenny and it was a woman that was caught literally on fire by her dress and she ran on these train tracks trying to kind of get the fire off of her and at this time a train was coming and hit her and cuz they couldn't see through the light of the, the like she she just ran towards the light she didn't know what she was doing she was just freaking out ran towards the train light and got hit and then every time all these conductors all these people say so every time they pass over that railroad track at a certain time they start hearing a woman screaming Nobody knows where it comes from, like these types of experiences, there's ghosts from um, banshees to uh, lady in red, lady in white, all these, all these types of things that were formed out of a bad scenario. When I talk about, you have to come at things with an open mind as well. Do I feel like I 100% believe it? I don't think it's 100% like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't think it's anything where it's that physical. I believe that there's certain things such as, I remember I had an experience where I had this drink on top of this shelf and I was sitting in my family room and it was a bit like five, six feet off the ground and I, there was a candle that had been lit. It was me and my mom watching TV. We both ended up falling asleep. Next thing I know, this drink falls. I mean, it's a good like foot away from me or so, falls, and it's a slurpee. So the, it's the open top one. So it's like liquid's gonna come out. There's no way it's landing straight up. It landed straight up and sprinkled only a little bit of water onto my face. It woke me up. I saw that the candle was like kind of leaning a little bit more towards the curtain, which could have almost started a fire. The way I kind of see that was like, that was a weird thing. But my mom started looking at it like, what maybe that was someone warning us like imagine if we if we would have been asleep and the house would have caught on fire and I'm, that's where like you said you have to come at things with an open mind and be open to that maybe there's something out there or a force or something that maybe knocked the slurpee over and had it that way. right
0: you know and that's the thing you know whenever i talk about it with certain people you know the supernatural you know you you have to acknowledge that there are Let's put it in simple terms. There are goods ghosts in the. they're just they're they're benevolent. They're not really here to harm anything. Sometimes they're helpful. they they look over people. they uh, they're there they're there to protect, you know, they they can't move on. They're here for some reason. so they they monitor the living, you know, and then and of course, because you can't have good without bad, then you have the the uh, the the, mis- the mischievous ones, you know, the poltergeists, the 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 ones who will, uh, you know, throw dishes off uh, off your your counter. The ones who will ruffle the bed, who will keep you up at night, and then you have the bad ones. You know, the the you know souls of maybe demented killers or bad men that linger and cause you unease. Like it, it's it's really hard to classify. You know, some people would, again, going into basic uh, definitions, of almost uh, religiousness. You know, demons, kind of thing. You know, but it, the way I look at it is, you you can't have good. Without bad, so if there's good spirits, there's got to be bad spirits. And the thing that always kind of annoys me is is the Hollywoodization of that. In essence, kind of miseducates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they kind of miseducates uh, people because you know I remember saying to somebody like because uh, I, I went to um, I went to a performing arts school, uh, SUNY Purchase. You know, and SUNY has a slight history. You know, it used to be a former plantation. And they have uh, a tree on there. It's this huge, sprawling, epic monolith of a tree that uh, was nicknamed the elephant tree because its trunks usually are overstuffed and gargantuan like an elephant. And it uh, was uh, actually a place where the plantation owners used to hang um, slaves. And, um, you know, people have said, you know, because of course you go to a creative mindset like that, there are certain people with certain instincts and abilities, that it's not the greatest place to go out at 3 a.m. when you're drunk. Yeah, definitely um, not a family picnic spot. No, definitely not. And, you know, certain places around the school, uh, you know, I I had heard bits and pieces from people who had seen things, odd things and whatnot, and stuff that you can't really blame on, psycho, hallucinogenics, or alcohol. And, uh, you know, uh, again, of course, leave it to me to go to a haunted college. Um, you know, but, you know, it's again, it's, it's just the same thing, like in a movie, when kids bring a Ouija board to a murder scene, I was like, the supernatural is, it's kind of like when you're, when you walk through the woods and you find a beehive, you know, like one of those sunken ones, you know, it's not, it's not a beehive that you just poke with a stick. Yeah. You can break it in half and nothing happens. It's just an empty husk. But what happens when you poke it and there's a hive in there and they're pissed? then you get something really nasty coming at you, which you have maybe no idea or any way defense. It's just again, it's like, guys, there are literally movies that have defined that when you find a book bound in human flesh, you know, you put it back in the ground, you leave and you never go back. You don't stay, you don't read it out loud, and for God's sake, know where you put your chains off you know, common evil dead sense. I definitely
1: think with movies and types of TV, like it it creates this inspiration for horror culture, which is like, oh, I love to be scared. I love these concepts, but it also does a lot of this type of work and kind of paranormal kind of investigation type stuff. It does it a lot of a disservice, mostly because when people watch this show, like if you're watching X-Files like myself, you're like, where's this, where's the scary shit? Where's the ghost that pops up and starts throwing people around the room? It's like, it's not that, it's not like that at all. It's more about like hearing voices and trying to explain like certain things that go on in the air. I mean, literally like you were saying before about getting goosebumps over like deja vu. That's what it's like though. Like when an encounter comes in the room, sometimes you can feel like something is present in there. Right. And you can't really explain,
0: but you, you feel heavy you feel this awareness, like something is watching you, but there's no, you're, there's, you're the only person in the room, you know? And again, you know, um, sometimes it's just your mind, like you're just being paranoid, like, you know, you just got the chills and it's fine, but sometimes it's not. And it's, it's about the awareness. And he uh, like, I've always been a big advocate of that. And, you know, as a, as a person who has an open mind, You know, it's always so interesting with the podcast, you know, when I speak to other people, like oh I really enjoy it. I'm like, well thank you. And am glad please tell more people so we can get our numbers up. And um, you know, for me it's just always about like uh like our goal is always we we're finding stories in places that people know about. Like like our goal was to start in New York, you know, and we'd go to boroughs, like everybody knows, you know, Island, you know, Queens, Brooklyn, uh, Manhattan, uh, Bronx, all that. You know, but it was about finding stories that that if uh, we didn't know about, like you know, these really interesting stories. And I was like, a lot of them, of course, being rife in history, well, at least on my end. Uh, you know, sometimes Danny's, and it was about telling people these stories. Like she was going on one of hers about uh, the the famous murder of Kitty uh, Genovese. Um, which a story I had known about, you know, in the sort of popular culture, I didn't ever really know of it from the sociological, psychological sense, but I, everything I knew was wrong, you know, and she threw it over it. And I was like, that's what, I was like, that's the purpose of what we're trying to do. We're just trying to educate and and educate, entertain. And uh, again, I'm from a Libra, so we kind of have that balance um well
1: also coming from it with two perspectives too is it makes your podcast very interesting because you have someone that's more like i want to see the facts i want to see the reasoning behind it and you have someone that thinks more towards the open-minded concept of it as well where it's like but maybe that's what it is maybe it is a ghost maybe it is this maybe it is a haunting
0: yeah and it's always so funny because you know when, when we're telling our stories you know we we learned in the time that we've been doing the podcast, which has always been great. Like I I truly could not have found a better co-host to do this with, you know, like my secret goal is always to give Danny goosebumps. So I, you know, I really try to try to tell the story as best as I can and really spare no details and whatnot. And hers is always usually like, how can I, um, how can I uh, almost make me cry? Because sometimes these details are just so sad and, and gruesome that I'm just like I'm usually Mr. Talky, Mr. Talkative. Like yeah, she I'm,
1: she probably gets you in line, doesn't she? Oh, she does.
0: Especially when the stories are about kids like I like there's just something when you're talking about like ghost stories or murder stories when it involves children, it just hits you on such a deep level <laughs> that I'm just like I'm going to need about 5 minutes just to find uh, listen to a funny video to regain my faith in humanity because it's pretty dark right now. Um, so it's just, it, uh, it's that balance. And I think it's definitely been there the last couple of months that we've been doing it. And, you know, she, when she tells me like, Oh, we have people listening from like all these States. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. So these States I've never been, and then even international, I was like, we have someone listening in Australia. I was like, okay, that's awesome. I don't know who. Yeah, I got
1: got people listening in Estonian. I don't even know what I'm saying. I (laughs) hope I didn't start some fake cult or something out there.
0: Yeah, some sort of you'll need to start some Estonian civil war up in there, you know, out of the blank. Um, But uh, it's just always so amusing. And then it's funny because I was talking to a friend who I knew back in high school. You know, he's married, kids living in uh, London. And he was telling me that listening to our show kind of uh, gave him inspiration for him to do that with some of his friends. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! Like, cool. You know, we we're we were giving them some tips." And I was like, "Listen, let us know when you're when you're up. We'll give you a shout out. You know, and the same thing like, when other people are like, oh, let's let's talk about your show." And I'm like, "Okay, I Let me know when and where. Let's figure it out." And she she told me she was interviewing for yours. And he was like, "Oh, he wants to talk to you." I was like, "Why?" You're, conversation, you're pretty- damn it! Conversation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But she was like, "I was like, why does he want to talk to me? You're the pretty one. Like, I'm just this. I'm just the sarcasm and the references, you know." So I got him inside. I was like, "Okay, fine."
1: But that's where some <laughs> of the best content comes from—from from the sarcastic one. You got to have all voices and all perspectives when you're thinking like this.
0: Yeah, totally. But you know, it's it's been fun, and like I said, with with Stranger the Worlds, um, which again it's like I said in my bio, you know, she just made a, a, a Facebook status about it, like back in March this year. And I was like, and I commented, I was just like, yes. And then we were just talking and it just kind of came from there. And then before we know it, you know, we are we have a, a podcast, we meet once a month. We do, I do the research for my episode. She does research hers. We just started doing mini episodes. Because there's just sometimes so much content, I'm like, let's just more, let's just market ourselves, just pump the uh, the the airlines with spooky weird shit, and uh, you know, hopefully we can ride this to where we we'll actually get paid for it, which would be stupendous. But you know, fingers crossed, and um, you know, meet some cool people along the way, and you know, do the thing. Very pretty much. I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, again, that's, I feel like the thing that was always great about humanity, which is also, it's kind of, it's, it's curse is that we're always, we're always trying to understand, we're always trying to push our understanding, which is, I think why I was so loved Ghostbusters because you had four guys doing something that's impossible. Like, you know, like capturing ghosts and putting them in a, in a storage facility, you know, with, with hopped up lasers and stuff. I mean, it's, it's. It's when you think about it. It's like it's, it has to be a, a Hollywood thing. I mean, when it
1: comes down to it, though, who are you gonna call? Somebody else.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's always my favorite line because being a Ghostbuster cosplayer, I get that. I've probably been asked that about two thousand times, and it's my favorite response to just uh, you know Dan Aykroyd's line in Casper when he makes that smoke cameo with a mustache. It's like who are you gonna call? <laughs> Somebody else. Somebody and, else. And uh, it's just like my default phrase, and um, I'll never forget one time my guy got mad at me for it because you know we get to who you gonna call? You're wearing a jump suit, but you're gonna, you know it's gonna happen. Like Ray Parker Jr. submitted it, but it's just like when you're talking to people and you just have some rando walk up and just he he doesn't even give you something original. He just talks some stupid scenario interrupting a conversation with somebody you kinda of want to be like him the that's yeah, really cute but fuck that's that's
1: where that's where sarcasm definitely comes into play. Yeah
0: but I remember I, I did that. It's was like he was saying I was like what, do, what should I do? I'm like, he's like who you can I get a call I was like somebody else and he's like oh right fine for you then. And I was like <laughs> and I felt I felt bad for like a second and then I was like the second. So you talk about the
1: paranormal stuff that goes on in your podcast. Now, I know you guys talk about all the types of things like you can just we can handle New York alone, like that's going to be so many episodes. But when it comes off like you guys are going to like Brooklyn, you guys are going to all these different places and picking out these things. Is it difficult for you to try and find a particular paranormal stuff with all of it out there?
0: Absolutely. I mean, when you look at through New York, you know, you're talking about a settlement that's since the the 1640s you know that's a lot of murder that's a lot of battles there's a lot of historical significance you know that there's a reason Ghostbusters happened there I mean they have enough spiritual activity to, to keep that you know franchise going for at least another thousand years and they wouldn't even dent to half of them uh, so it's, it is hard because I see a lot of stories uh, and I'm like oh my gosh I would love to cover this but, you know, usually for me, when I'm looking at a story, I, I kind of judge it on terms of, uh, you know, did I know this? Because I've, I've been doing research a long time. So, you know, if I'm like, ah, this is, everybody knows this, um, You know, is, is there something here that I can really elaborate on? And is it entertaining? You know, I, I, I think that's the thing, you know, you, you gotta keep the interest of of your audience and, you know, if you're, it's like if you're hearing the same story over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, you're gonna get a little bored. But if you're finding something you didn't know about someplace that maybe you've passed that you didn't even realize, I'm like, oh yeah, well, that's exactly what we're our, our podcast is about. It's about, you know, teaching you that the world you know has a, a deeper meaning, and in, in our case, a little bit more of a spooky, gruesome kind of meaning. So it's uh, it's kind of if you're, talk, if you're if you're talking about crime
1: throughout that uh, just New York in general, I mean, probably so much of it is going to be different compared to another place. It could be look at like my small town and you hear about someone getting murdered. That's headline news probably for like the next 10 years, but in New York, that's just a common incidence.
0: Right. And that's the funny thing is, you know, uh, we we recently sat down when we were just recorded our, our last couple episodes uh, before, you know, 2020 uh, we, we considered the, the five-year plan well, I I jokingly call it a five-year plan, but it's more like a five-month plan where it's like, where are we going? Because we, you know, like you just said, we we covered a lot of the main boroughs. Sound like you're selling health insurance with a five-year plan. (laughs) You're right. Uh, You know, a lot of, you know, in life and death. But, um, you know, we considered where we're going to go next because we could go either direction. We could, you know, cross the river and go to, you know, Jersey and head down, uh, essentially heading down the East Coast We go up. So we figured we're going to go, I guess, geographically up. So we're going to, you know, hit, um, uh, we're going to go through Westchester and Dutchess County. That'll be our next, uh, next couple of episodes. And then we're going to go, I think it was like, uh, Boston. um, Yeah. You said across the river, I
1: started immediately thinking of that song, like over the hills and around the ridge to grandma's house we go. And it's like, imagine all those kids that were singing that song, just stop and find a dead body from like a someone like a gang member or something lying in the street. Like, oh, now we got to go to the podcast because we got to learn about strange little world.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it, it's like almost some sort of supernatural stand by me. And like, yep, we're just going to travel, find that dead body. And then
1: so, well, I do have to ask, though.
0: Yeah. Now, have you ever played the game Godfather for Xbox?
1: I haven't. Um, okay. Every, like, if you really want to look up some good things on true crime, play the game the game Godfather. You get to go to New York. You get to go to Brooklyn. You get to go to all the major crime corporation places where you will see these types of incidences that you guys are actually talking about in your podcast. A lot of the cases that you guys bring up, paranormal side of things, a lot of the stuff with the crime aspect of things, a lot of that happened to do because of the mafia and the types of crime organizations that were run back in the day, what are now like considered gangs. <laughs> That's why a lot of the crimes probably relate the same. I mean, how many crimes do you guys come across in those areas that you guys talk about, like a gruesome murder, such as like a serious, or someone getting like stabbed, someone getting thrown off a ledge, someone getting all these types of things. You're going to come across that, and especially those major cities, because those are where a lot of gang territory and incidences popped up. I mean, how many times do you ever really find anything that goes onto the lines of paranormal? Like, are we talking about like someone like i know if you go to like alcatraz or something it seems like the place is stained with the memories of the people that had passed away there
0: yeah i mean i think we 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 touched on that last time we talked a little bit and it it it's true i feel like in a way when bad things happen i've noticed this especially in places that uh where there have been battles um war uh, gruesome kind of murders it it like you said, it does leave a stain, some sort of mark. And um, I seem to recall, uh, I don't know if it was you or or uh, Danny, my, my co-host partner, uh, said something about like, uh, there's a tradition that, um, like I think it's in Asian culture, that if something like that happens, a murder or something really bad, um, they burn the house down because they, they feel that the place is tainted, like it's, it's stained. And they feel like if someone else moves in there, that kind of will follow and kind of threaten the next, you know, a uh, person or people living in the area. So the only way to do it is cleanse it with fire. And I was like, that's a rather medieval way to look at it, I guess. But in my experience, from what I've seen is like, you know, uh, no matter what, like, especially depending on, on where and the circumstance, you know, uh, especially when I've been looking up, like, for example, I'm. I'm research in Westchester now and um, certain places, you know, um, there's a lot of Native American background. And if you ever seen poltergeist, you know, you got to be really careful whenever someone says, oh, this used to be a, a burial ground. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we are not building here. Nope,
1: nope, uh-huh, nope. Mm-hmm. What's so fascinating about uh, paranormal stuff in general is I think everybody gets a really distorted perception of what paranormal really honestly is. Uh, it's not as... St- simple as a green ghost in front of you or some type of thing where it's like you know so impactful hollywooded up it's more like there is this general feeling that there is something around you a presence can be as simple as that yeah Um, how many times you end up going in a room and you feel like is someone fucking watching me right now like yeah You know how many times I have missed jerking off because I thought like some dead ancestor was watching me? It's been a couple times. Usually now I just deal with it. I'm like, oh, that's just my guilt hiding behind the back of my head. Right, right, right. I mean, there's these moments though where it seems like there's a force around you that is playing a bigger factor. And I always say like, maybe that is something. It's hard to believe that. Once you leave this earth, you're just gone. It's got to be another type of plane or of existence that you end
0: up going to. I, yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you're definitely going to think twice if you do something uh, heinous or, or uh, mischievous around a historical site. I'll tell you that. Um, but I think
1: I, I'm not jacking off. In any. No, I'm just saying, site, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, you know, don't whip it out if you go to Gettysburg or something, you know. But, um, but point being is, no, I agree with you. I feel like it's it's it is Hollywoodized in a certain way. I mean, you know, my research I'm not seeing Slimers or gozers or Vigo Carpathians, kind of level specters. It's not like a ghost montage. But yeah, I feel like you're right. It depends on what's there or what's happened because sometimes, you know, certain places it's just one presence. And I agree, like depending on what, or I guess it's happened, you know, you'll see something or you'll feel right. I got great. You'll feel something. And then, um, you know, certain places, if there's more than one, uh, you know, there could be multiple, multiple sightings, multiple uh, cases. You know, it's it's kind of weird when you think about it like that. But uh, you know, especially like I said, usually it's it's places where something happened. Uh, I, for example, example, I was just um, one of our episodes that are coming out um, soon is going to be about uh, the Bronx, and um, we discuss, uh, I discuss Fordham University. Fun enough, I used to go there as a, for grad school, and it the history alone supernatural wise i mean they filmed parts of the exorcist there so already you got that supernatural precedence you know one of the scariest movies reputed of all time and there's multiple cases of supernatural occurrence uh and funny enough most of the research i found was on the fordham website so it's not nice. it's one thing if you're if you have those settings but you're aware that you're documenting it like i, I pulled up articles from like the 70s so you got to really admire. Um, places that are like, yeah, we we have ghosts, you know, it's, it's almost like, like, um, like, uh, Sleepy Hollow, where they're like, yeah, we celebrate it, it's part of us, you know, we, we, we accept it, you know, it's a little fun, little games, and I'm like, you don't say that if you're being scared out of your mind, it's not funny games.
1: That gets sketchy, too, because, like, there's a lot of places, like, my hotel, um, you know, they, Capitalize on oh you sometimes you'll see the ghost of the you know the old owner walking around looking and asking and like then they'd start faking it by paying people to dress up like that person and chart like doing like it, it's it's a total gag type thing it's like when you go to Roswell New Mexico their McDonald's in Roswell is shaped like a UFO just because they capitalize on the alien incident but I've had when I was a kid um a ghost encounter I guess you could say it was it was more like I would always, you know, fake being sick from school. So my mom would have to drag me to this haunted place. Um, that's like old style hotel called the Atlantic Hotel. Um, and she was like, go sleep. And everything's old furniture, all the shit. I mean, like drapes that are like 100 years old, look like they're back from like the stripper and prostitute era in the cowboy days or something. And um, I was laying down watching Scooby-Doo, I remember. And this maid comes by and looks in the door. And just, like, says, how you doing, honey? And I'm like, I'm doing all right. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm not supposed to be talking to anybody. my mom said not to bother anybody that's working. And she was like, well, if you need anything, I'll be, you know, down the hall. Just holler for me. And I said, okay, thank you. And then um, she went out and, like, you know, went away. And I waited a minute. And I hopped off the bed and ran around the corner. Uh, looked out the door. Looked out the door. Nobody was there. I was like, she's not that quick. Right. So I went downstairs, which is like right around the uh, corner, basically from where the room was. And I ran down the stairs. My mom's down at the bottom of the steps in front of the restaurant uh, talking to my aunt. And I go down and I start explaining to her the situation that just happened. And then she's just looking at me like with this weird ass look. And I'm like, what? And she's like, Robbie, it's just me, your aunt and Bob in the kitchen. There's nobody else here on staff. There's nobody else here in this whole hotel. And I said, What? And I actually completely ignored it, like just glossed over, it. like whatever. Um, I'm hungry. Like, you know, can I get something to eat? And she still kind of talks about that. And like there is this thing I've talked about before in the podcast when it comes to psychic abilities. Um, my family has been known to do some shit. Like my mom can apparently communicate with spirits. Um, the most I guess easiest example without sounding like an idiot by saying this is um there was a girl that was missing when I was like 13 years old. And my mom had a dream that the girl told her where her body was and told my dad to call it into the cops anonymously. And I've never seen my dad to believe any of this type of stuff. And my mom got so freaked out. My dad was like, fine, I'll do it. And he calls in anonymously. And they found the girl in the exact spot my mom had the dream of. And my mom started like letting me know, like she, she, she's interviewed the person from ghost whisperer, the person that wrote the series for it wrote the books on it all these books on psychic abilities and uh when i was very very little because my mom always used to tell us there was a gift in our like genes or whatever where like my grandma can speak to spirits and she gets weirded out we none of us really like talking about it except my mom does because she's all into reiki energy healing so she's all with the the power ability aspect of things but but when I was like three years old, she came to me. So she met this ghost whisperer lady or the guy that wrote the show and everything before all this ghost stuff, like where she found the girl's body and everything and came up to the guy and was like, I have to ask you about my son. And the guy took the words right out of my mom's mouth and said, is his name Robbie Robertson? And that's me. And this is like I was three years old and the guy goes he's going to be a very powerful psychic one day. I never understood what she meant by that, but she would always ask me all the time like cuz I would talk about these things that would be imaginary friends. And I know how how crazy this probably sounds, but I I and I did, I never used to believe these things. I thought like they were just messing with me or doing something. But I I used to talk about these people I would see it. And my mom was like, did it look like this guy? And like, I remember I did it one time and she put out a picture of my, um, grandfather's brother that passed away when he was seven years old from a fire in a barn. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, that's him. How do you know him? And you go, did he tell you his name? And I said, no, I didn't get his name. And my mom's like, this, this is a, this is your grand, This is your grandpa's brother. And I was like, that's weird. Like, uh, that's crazy. I didn't even know. I don't know. Must have saw the picture when I was little and it just got stuck in my head or something. It just kind of played it off. And then it was like seven, eight months ago. We had a person go missing in our town and I had this this huge vivid dream. I mean, I woke up in a sweat, like I almost screamed basically. It was so real. I go downstairs and get me a nice bowl of honey smacks because I can't start my day without that shit. And freaking my mom comes in and goes, Do you do me a favor? I'm like, what? And she's like, can you look at this picture and tell me if it looks like anything like this? Because I told her about my dream. Forgot to add that in there. But uh, she goes, "Just did, did he look like this? And I told her about this dream where I saw a guy laying near a marsh, like, kind of canal. And it was just a body. And it was the exact guy she showed me a photo of. And I said, that's the dude from my dream I just had. And she goes, where did you see this? And I just described her the area. And then, uh, like, a couple days later, they found the guy.
0: Jeez, man that's crazy
1: so when yes. i when i start being more open to that i started not taking down anything that is any any anybody's thought any idea of paranormal psychic tr- whatever idea of just on the world in general because i feel like we all really don't understand what is going on i think there's way too many factors
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing being is, is that, you know, I, you're not the only person I've talked to that, you know, has, let's say these particular kind of abilities. And I think the thing being is that, unfortunately, it's really scary for some people, especially, you know, it does mess you up in a way because, you know, you're used to seeing this. We used to, we're taught the world as a certain way. And then as we get older, we realize that the way that we were taught is just kind of like a, a generalized way but there is a deeper meaning so it's kind of like you, you think you you know the world but then you realize your world is just a lake it's a puddle and then there's this huge other world in which we are very small and I think also on top of it um, a lot of the uh, you know what we know is very frightening because you know you're acknowledging things that I, I don't know if we were and to know about. I mean, I feel like again in our quest for knowledge, sci-fi, oh my God, should we, shouldn't we? Kind of deal. Um, we feel it we we want to know, but then the second we find out, it's like, no, I don't wanna it's it's I don't wanna know because it's it's the knowledge is too big. And of course even once it's out of the box, it's out of the box. And you know, you're not the only person I know I a few of my friends can uh, you know, they say it's C. I feel like a generalized Hollywood A version is they kind of can shine. You know, in a Stephen King sense, um, you know, I feel like everybody can in a certain way, some people just more than others. Um, and I think some people just choose to ignore it because they're afraid of being made fun of being ostracized and and whatnot. And some people they just, they don't want to know they choose not to some people just can't be open
1: to it as well like it even sounds stupid even talking about it like even explaining my own incidents with it because a lot of people just look at it with this like second glance like oh okay you're fucking messing around now it's like exactly because everyone considers how the hollywood version is like oh they're looking for answers they're looking for a way to move on they're looking to do this or it's just oh that was just a freak coincidence it's like is it though like, is it, or can we just keep in mind that there might be another factor at play? Like if any ghost is coming to me for advice on what to do or how to figure out their death, they honestly shouldn't. Cause probably earlier I put water on my fucking honey smacks. Cause I ran out of milk. Like, you don't want to look to that
0: guy for advice.
1: You know what I mean? I mean?
0: Everybody's everybody's, uh, you know, everybody, every, um, words, uh, everyone's savior can be a different thing. You know, I mean, we they've made movies that are people that can see that are ridiculous and, you know, irresponsible or however they wanna portray them as an everyman. You're just, you know, you're you just a guy. You just happen to, you can do things that others don't. So, you know, people lean to you, I guess, in a way. But I mean, listen, it's the same thing to me. Like I, I joke to a friend of mine, um, she can also see, she was a paranormal investigator. Uh, for a while, and you know, she uh, she would tell me stories about her her investigating, um, and I think it's like the coolest thing in the world. Uh, you know, she said, yeah, it it is pretty fun, but then you realize, like, it's when you're there and you realize something is there. You know, it's 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 cool. It's it's kind of like um, the way you look at it is like when somebody trips, it's funny until it's you, then it's not funny.
1: With, with these types of thoughts and these types of like kind of clear thinking a little bit, you seem like you're more open to a lot of things. I try and do that myself. But when you're doing upon your research for the podcast, how do you try and focus that in as well? Like do you try and narrow in some other factors besides it just being, you know, maybe a coincidence. Do you try and add on other things such as like, well, maybe that thing made that happen because of this?
0: Yeah, I feel like for me, it also depends on how much. I can find about it because sometimes, you know, you can just find such generalized versions of a story and I'm like, okay, I, I can talk about this and in a podcast, like it's a paragraph, but it's going to be about three minutes. You know, I got to try filling out like an hour of content, you know, like, you know, like we talked about, you know, you, you you need to fill out an appropriate amount of content because that's what, it's expected of your format and for me it's just like you know if it's just some sort of hokey post on facebook kind of thing i'm like okay like is this just a summarization or is this like the story you know i'm a storyteller and i have to give the story so for me when i'm looking at, at things to report in a way you know what's the story what's the usually like i like to do is like what's the history there because that's for me, like I I was a history major, so I, I like looking back and seeing things, because like you said, you know, things don't just happen. There's usually a reason behind it. There's usually an incident or a moment. And it's almost like I'm doing my stories. I'm trying to rationalize the supernatural. Like you say, these things don't just happen. There are reasons for it. There are, causes and it's the same thing like ghost sightings don't just happen sometimes there are triggers sometimes a person does this they walk into a room and 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 they touch something they want to make changes to a place you know uh very rarely is it just randomly happen there's usually uh, like a human being there's a there's a
1: provoking and some, some, sometimes it's not as serious as a lot of the articles and Hollywooded Up stuff that we see, like we talked about with the Lincoln's ghost. Like, was it really that exact thing that happened or was it something much more simpler but it got told into a story in a way? See, the problem is when we start looking at types of folklore, types of myths, types of all these types of things, they get drowned out by how they've been retold and retold and retold and made better to fit a better person's narrative or get a better reaction out of it as well
0: right you know things get watered down you know that's the thing you know we've seen this with i mean you brought up fairy tales you know and folklore you know a lot of the original stories uh for example you know the Grimm stories they're very dark very dark but yeah we talked about that with the cinderella princesses it's
1: there's something, there's something going on, sometimes underneath the story. But a lot of the times, you're digging for something to add flavor to it. Sometimes it, it might be easier to see if you just had a little, like
0: a second thought to it. Exactly, and I just think that you know, like when we're, when we, me and Danny are talking about the stories, uh, you know, we, we approach it. With a certain level of seriousness, but you know, there's a little humor because we're we're we realize that this is dark content, and we ourselves, you know, um, we're not morose people. You know, we 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 have a good sense of humor, and I think that's the, one of the best things about working with Danny is that there's this great rapport. Like I could be telling her something, um, and it could be like super grim, and then she'll make a comment, and it's kind of it lessens it a little, and I and I like that because you know sometimes especially like. The thing she talks about, she talks about, you know, uh, murders, disappearances, um, rape, you know, all these horrible things that are done to, to people, men, women, children. And sometimes it is, I'm not going to lie, it's a little hard to listen to, especially, you know, the kid
1: stuff. Yeah, we, you know we were talking about before, she keeps you grounded in a way too, it seems like a lot of the time, like what really makes your pair a good kind of thing to listen to is the amount that you're able to vibe off each other. You guys talk about very, very dramatic and very, very kind of difficult content for a lot of people to listen to whether it's the death of a child whether it's whatever a kidnapping or something but the way you guys are able to tackle it with obviously cracking a joke when it is needed but obviously able to keep each other on the same basis too and get your point across as well as not making it so sad that after someone listens to it they're like well life is just grim
0: yep i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump in front of a bus yep totally you know but that that's the best thing and it's just it's it's so great to have a person who kind of like balances you you know i think when we last talked you know i made the joke that in our pair you know it's a it's a molder and scully kind of uh relationship you know i'm a believer but she's believes ish but she's a cynic and you, you know you need that because like you said you know sometimes people do hype the drama you know they'll they'll claim um oh, did you feel that cold spot? I was like, is it a cold spot or is it air conditioning? Is it poor ventilation? Like, you know, you have to ask these questions because like you just said, people love building up the hype so you buy shit at the gift shop, you know? And and it's just, sometimes people have to water down or trivialize dark things because it makes it easier to handle. And We see that with with fairy tales, we see that with folklore, we see that with a lot of stuff. Um, You know, the media tries to make a story a little less uh, gruesome and whatnot. So we can like, okay, you know, like you watch forensic files and you're watching this the whole time and you're talking about like someone's murder and whatnot and you're just commenting on how ridiculous the person they're interviewing looks like, oh, that hair. Like, look at this voice, how could you interview this? You know, it's like, you know, you're you're cracking the jokes because, you know, you're you're trying to make light of obviously a grim situation, you know. And it's 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 me and Danny. We were always try to do our best to be respectful to a certain extent um, to the victims, you know what I mean? Especially because a lot of the times victims have families. It's still like you know, we, again, we don't ever want to be disrespectful. Um, if we're talking about a murderer, you know, it's a little different. We'll crack the jokes because we're like, this is a horrible person. So, you know, we'll we're 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 at license to make fun. Um, you know, it's not like we're gonna get a collect call from a prison uh, anytime soon. Um I'd be like, Well, this is interesting. Um, you got some dude that's saving up his money for that one phone call where he can just call <laughs> you and give you a nearby yeah, yeah, he's working hard in the prison laundromat to to make that dollar fifty phone call to to call a podcaster and be like, Hey. I heard that shit. Not cool. I'm coming to get you. Here's my color, All right. Call, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly, you know? So it's, I think the thing being is that we just, we're telling stories that we like, um, things that we're discovering new things along the way. And that's the thing that I always love is that, you know, it's always new stuff. And uh, like, for example, we're one of our episodes that we're doing is Westchester. Like I, I grew up in Westchester, you know, I live in Westchester and it's so hard because uh, choose like like you said before choosing a story because you know you could look up haunted West Westchester locations and you'll get the haunted houses in October you'll get um, you know uh, people like, oh my God this place and that place so again it's it's definitely a process it's not uh, like I jokingly said to Danny it's not the kind of thing that I can just do the day before and, and, and pull it out of my metaphorical ass. Uh, you know, it's definitely things that take time because not only do we have to minimal, we have to, we have to uh, condense the search, but then we have to make sure that their material is there. Uh, you know, it's not exactly a script, but we have all our notes. There's a flow to it, and you know, we always give room for for questions, for comments, for just random stuff, uh, and it's always so great.
1: We can talk about the most memorable experience that you've read or found in your research, but I think instead of really talking about that, we should probably, I should probably ask, what is your most memorable thing that you've understood with Danny? It seems like you guys are very learning off of each other. And I think that's one of the benefits that your podcast really showed.
0: Um, well, one of the most memorable things I learned is that, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess in some ways that, um, well, a murder is a very broad thing. Um, you know, it's not just uh, I think, you know, people just think it's just a uh, person kills person. That's it. You know, um, it's very generalized but looking at it. There's 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 a lot of times there's there's motive. There's a story behind it. And I, I think that's the thing that kind of reinforces something I knew is that there's a story behind everything and that life is about perspective. And it's about listening to different perspectives. And you know, a lot of the times like we have a rule when we're doing it, we don't tell each other the story. Like if we need opinion on choosing something, we'll give like a one sentence um, uh, the, uh, summary. And it's like, what do you think? And then you know, we say, like, OK, go with that one. Um, we do that because we want to keep our reactions uh, genuine. We wanna we there's nothing is staged, you know, nothing is uh is planned. Everything is one hundred percent on the spot, real. So the goosebumps, the the gasps, the, the 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 drawn silences, the sipping the water, all that is real. And then that's the thing I love about it is it's 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 not a performance, but it's it's honest. And I think in this day and age, honesty is really hard to come by, especially in terms of entertainment, because a lot of people will put on face. You know, I've done acting, right? so you know I know about making a performance. Like you said, drawing the entertainment, and I was like, there's nothing, there's no entertainment here. This is us telling stories about things people don't want to hear, people don't want to know, um, upsetting gruesome right. history. And giving your
1: uh, own perspective and interpretation of it as well is 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 main importance as well. When you have two different sides, such as you and Danny talking about uh, a topic or something, you're you're getting two inflections onto the story, which is a, a giant real thing. Like we're talking about being real. That's the main thing I wanted to do in this podcast was to make sure that people are real. You know, like you use your real name, you use a photo of you, you use all these types of things because you don't want to, we, we can tell stories about our own lives, but people think that their own lives aren't as entertaining, so they don't ever want to talk about them. But I'm like, it's not about being entertaining, it's about just having real conversation.
0: Right, I agree, and I feel like that's the thing, is that, you know, it's so easy to put up a face and be which you want, but when you're real with people, that's, um, that's when you really connect, that's when you form real relationships and you know that's when people really listen to you and i feel like again there's that fear of being not wanting to be real with yourself and and but if you can't be honest with yourself how can you be honest with other people and how could they be honest with you what makes you different from the other person and you know stuff like this you know you're afraid oh i love listening to true crimes oh i love you know like me as a kid i got made fun of because i liked like ghosts you know because i believed in the supernatural and i was like oh look at this crazy kid you know that he believes in the easter bunny and santa claus i was like excuse me that i do i'm sorry i'm not dead inside how the hell do you even relate those things good god i believe in ghosts more than i do santa claus well i mean people are always grasping at straws they're you know that that's what i always look at as a, as a very cheap mind well first of all that, santa claus yeah. he's breaking
1: and entering second if you're if it's a ghost he's are technically i'm breaking and entering As the ghost home half the time they're telling you go away it's like god why couldn't you told me before i bought the house
0: yeah 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 no totally and it's this you know it's funny because i just again feel like uh, there are things that they they just look upon and i'm just like how is that connected like what but it's just you know things like that. They're just looking for uh, straws to grasp. We're like, oh, they're looking this, this, this for an this. excuse for something they don't understand. Right? Yeah, and and that's just again what um what people do. You know, it, it's like that quote of Men in Black. You know, where, um, you know, a person is smart. People are dumb, uh, panicky creatures, and you know it. You, you know, a hundred years, a thousand years ago, everybody knew. The Earth was the center of the universe. Everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 10 minutes ago, you thought we were the only things on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. And I'm probably paraphrasing it a little bit, but that's the thing. And it's just like you, like you, opening yourself to, to acknowledging that our place in the world is very small. You open yourself to be connected to things that are far bigger than you. And that in itself is it's kind of like appreciating the majesty. You know, the world does not just fit into boxes and uh comfortably. The world is full of odd, crazy shapes that sometimes don't fit into anything. And it's about finding a place for all of that and still being able to function. I mean, you know, uh back like for example, back in the day, you know, it was it was awful to be a nerd. You would be made fun of. Uh, it was awful to, to love weird things. You were ostracized. You were called a loner, uh, a weirdo, a freak, a monster. These days, everyone is a nerd. Everybody likes weird stuff. You know, if the popular girls are going out to see a Marvel movie mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, the jocks are wearing supernatural shirts. Hey, don't talk shit on supernatural. Oh, no, no. Well, listen, Sam and Dean, you know, come on. No, no. I'm, a, I'm a Sam. My brother's a Dean, if anything. Oh, nice. I, um, no I, I i have good respect for them i always kind of viewed them as uh you know uh, that
1: show might be hollywooded up a lot but it definitely makes you it teaches you some things oh yeah
0: no what i when i was rewatching, um like the first couple of seasons you know i mean i was blown away by how much you know the research the stories you know not being afraid to get really dark with it i was like yes thank you like like it helps it helps you introduce that concept into people
1: where they can do their own research on their own like a lot of that stuff when it comes to the gods and types of things it creates a new aspect of religion that'll make you kind of boggle your
0: mind and a new aspect on ghosts as well pretty much i mean a lot of stuff and I, i i jokingly said to a friend i was like you know they're kind of ghostbusters in themselves you know um although they're kind of more in line with uh, the kind of supernatural investigator like um, Constantine, in a way, um, you know, it's just, it, again, there, it's the awareness. And I feel like, again, you can never have too much awareness, even though if you got, like you said, we, we talked about a lot, this this, this sesh, um, you know, it's just the, the Hollywoodized. I was like, listen, for me, I was like, as long as people, you know, are educating about it, because that's the worst when people don't know. They just they they choose not to. There's not affirmation. It's like no. Like people want to know. You know, we, we it's almost I feel like now the goal isn't let's not be afraid of the dark. Let's conquer the dark. But of course, some people are like let's let's control the dark. You can't control the darkness. The darkness um, is that that concept of, of just
1: like most things we can't understand. The problem is we live in a world now where evidence is everything. If you don't see, if you know, if you don't have it there, it's not believing it. It's not doing anything. Sometimes the answer is it, it sometimes it's left to be unknown. You know what I mean? It's left to be that mysterious thing. That's what makes mystery so fascinating is the fact that
0: we can't discover it. That, but that's the point. The point being is that we can't see it. And it's just about acknowledging that that is out there. You know, it's like uh, whenever I uh, occasionally will we'll talk about religion with people, you know, like I was raised Catholic. You know what I mean? I don't really know if I'm any particular sort of faith. These days, like I believe to an extent, but I was like, you know, I remember in one of my rare moments talking religion to someone I was like, listen, the way I look at it is you you have to have, like if you believe in evil, there has to be an opposite. That's just how things work. If there's evil, then there's good. And then if there's evil, then there are servants of evil and then there are servants of good. If you want to call them demons and angels, that's fine. You want to call them, uh, you know, spirits or, or whatever, the religion or terminology or whatever, That's fine. And we are in the middle. We are influenced and we also influence. We, you know, so we have control, but we are also um malleable. It's just again accepting your place in the world. You are in control of your own fate, but you are also you are subject to things outside of your understanding or control. It's just, you know, you are the puppeteer and the puppet. And it's just some people are so afraid of not being in control that they will literally they will then they'll burn you to the stake for it i mean look look at where we how far we've come you know um but yet how far far we have it i mean back in the day you know someone was a little odd did their own thing and whatnot which burn at the stake these days our idea of burning someone to stake is i guess forcing them off twitter that's probably the worst thing you can do
1: to anybody in this age now is banning their phone away from them. Yeah, taking the phone,
0: uh, banning them from Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, when you, like, like you said, when you say it out loud, it sounds really stupid. Um, But it is what it is, you know. Um, But what, what me and Danny just seek with this kind of podcast is we're just doing our thing. We, we, we've, we've been working on this for, I think, six, months now and it's really become our own thing and it's i mean to me it always surprises me when people listen i'm like oh my god people are listening like one of our my friends wrote a review for us and i was like wow this is our first review and um it's just crazy like people like oh yeah i've been listening like i really enjoy it i'm like why what you've been listening thank you but why and they're better like like it's, I'm the kind of person like I, I still have a hard time taking a compliment because I don't want to let it get to my, I like, oh, someone's listening. I'm not going to, I was like, no, you got to keep working. It's like you do, um, you're, you're a fitness person. It's the same thing. Like when you lose 10 pounds, you don't go out and eat a pizza. You're like, okay, I lost 10 pounds. Let me keep that off and let me try losing 10 more. You know, progression is everything. Right. It's like you said last time, you know, consistency is, is key. You can't, you have to maintain because if you just not, it, everything will fall into disrepair.
1: It's definitely, I think it's one of the most enlightened things is to try and look above and sometimes just be open-minded too. It's going to bring conclusion into anything. I mean, that's one of the best things you can find, especially like you guys, you know, you guys are doing your podcast and stuff. I've been listening and it's, it's good to hear the flow. It's good to hear the conversation, but it obviously it feels open as well. You know, it's not like you guys are making any justified decisions, just bringing in another perspective, which I think more people need to learn how to do.
0: I, I think so too. I mean, that's the thing Like we've been discussing, I guess, in our, our in the new year, which is a couple of days from now. Um you know, what we want to do. And I was like, I brought it up, you know, inviting uh, people who I know who are, are uh, interested in being the show, you know, um, you know, and again, it's like, like you said, it's adding more perspective, you know, like, I mean, I jokingly said to, to Danny, I was like, what we can do is for one of our intros, we could just have like a, a session where our respective partners mockingly are filling in for us. And then um, and it was just like, just to throw it off, like we just do these things now our intros are usually just goofing off, like total other ridiculousness. I just forget she leaves the mic on and I'm just like talking to her and doing stuff. And she's like, and that's our new intro. And I'm like, I can't, like, why would you record that? And I tell her like, don't tell me. Cause it's like, once you're aware that it's not funny but it's if you're just being you, then that's funny. People like, oh my God, that's freaking hilarious. Like my one friend said, this one thing we started our mini episode with us eating cucumbers, talking about how healthy of a snack that is. And she I was like, that's right, they are a healthy snack. I was like, there you go, it's the awareness. It's the realness to it too. <laughs> you know, and that's the same thing. What I like about you know our conversations is it's very relaxed. It's not like, it's like, okay, we have like an hour, we gotta go through these subjects, you know, we're gonna do, 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 You, know, you have to make sure you keep your, your, your responses brief. Make sure everything is very, you know, common. Do not talk about this. And I'm just like, okay, I'm, do you want to get somebody else for the show? Because that doesn't work for me. I'm very much like I can follow the script, but it's got to be a little leeway here, because you know,
1: there is no script on my show. I let it go where it goes, and hopefully, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get too weird. Usually no, it doesn't you get weird. I'm though. Great.
0: No, 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 honestly, this has been awesome. Like, I'm definitely, you know, know, definitely the next time me and Danny get together for for our stuff, I'm definitely going to bring up your story about the maid because that is just crazy. Did you ever look into the place if they ever had, like, honestly i i didn't remember
1: it until like a couple like i think it was like a couple years ago i was like because i always thought my mom was playing a prank on me and then she started telling me all this stuff enlightening about this one side of her family that like it skips a couple generations but there's known to have these gifts and i was never open to it but as I older i've gotten it starts to hit me a little bit more and it's starting to get like i wouldn't say stronger but started to be way more open-minded to it. It's, it's weird to see things the way, the way the world works, especially as you come to the grass and start to be more open-minded, a lot of the doors open up.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and especially the thing that's really remarkable with yours is that you, the, the entity interacted with you. I mean, a lot of the times they're, they're just there and gone, or they do a thing and they're gone. You know, I've only seen like one or two cases in which they talk to people. And I just find it amazing, you know, um, when I hear about such things, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like it spoke to you, you know. And I think that's the thing. When you hear that, it really reminds you that this was a person, this was a a a human being with feelings and personality. It's not just some scary monster trying to eat your soul or or hiding under my bed and fucking waiting
1: for me to jump waiting for me to jump off the bed or some shit and eat my foot.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's no little monsters. Like this is this was a person. And for some reason this this that's how I why I I really disagree when people are like, oh, there's there's nothing after you die. I was like, I I don't believe that. Like we talked about that last time. Like I believe we're made of energy. I believe who we are uh continues on because that's how energy works. Energy doesn't just disappear. You know, it doesn't just get snuffed. It 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 goes to another place like can it dissipate at some point maybe you know i'm not an expert on on what energy does but i do believe in transference ascension in a certain way does that mean you go to heaven i don't know does that mean uh you go to the afterlife i don't know i've never died i've never died and came back i can't answer that you never i guess you never really know until you're gone yeah pretty much you know uh, i mean hopefully um you know whenever I go, I, 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 you know, I don't have an exact, you know, timeline when that's going to happen. Hopefully I, 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 I move on, uh, you know, I don't know why I would stay, but, you know, that's the thing you ever wonder. It's like, I always wondered that, like, if I, if I died prematurely or whatnot, you know, would I still go or would I stay? And I feel like you kind of would stay in a certain way. Cause I feel like for me, it's, it's always like certain people would say because they need to protect loved ones or there, there was something they were doing, which equates to the unfinished business aspect which i always think of casper when i hear that um you know but it's i think again again the more worst thing so people don't like thinking about death they don't like the people want to blindly think this is forever and i'm like it's not forever well that's that's the mystery isn't it drew pretty much that is that's that's what makes it so damn awesome pretty much i mean you know uh which is what's so sad, you know. People don't realize there there's no guarantee for tomorrow. But then we get caught up in such petty crap, you know. You know, I don't want to die. Over, uh, you know, it's, I don't want to die thinking about oh my Facebook status only got so many likes, or this photo on Instagram didn't get. You know, it's just when you think about it, like the things people argue over: money, possessions, um, relationships, and whatnot. It's like, guys, listen. You know, money comes and goes. Things break get repaired, get new stuff you know houses change people's relationships come and go you know this is your life yes
1: i'm telling you it don't these things that we use as possessions aren't going to matter in the end that's why i see the one thing that always i try and keep in my head is like i never want to be cremated because what happens when they burn your body like what happens if you have to carry your body into the afterlife, like your body on earth is the body that you have in the afterlife. So if someone burns you or you're just a ghost, that's a pile of ash. Once I started thinking like that, my whole perspective changed. I'm like, nope, just freaking put me in a box. I don't care.
0: Yeah, why not, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, for me, I, 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 I don't even know. I was like, I, I thought about a coffin and I'm like, I'm gonna be paying so much money for a box. That eventually will be just filled with bone and ash. I was like, it's kind of. And like, when you, you see- figure
1: out, like, when you have a loved one that dies and you have to carry their uh, their uh, casket, yeah, you want to get that. where the feet weird. are instead of where the head is.
0: Yeah, it's weird
1: because of that embalming fluid. It fills up at the top where the head is, so then that the, mm-hmm. that side's heavier. So you actually have to carry more of the weight if you carry the head.
0: Yeah, it's weird, man. I mean, it, and then on top, and then on top of it, you know, all the things. That can happen you know you could drop it the core, the the caps the the casket opens i mean this didn't happen to me but i'm just saying you know it could you know hilariously happen oh uncle
1: fred oh shit
0: (laughs) oh 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 boy that that was not attached properly oh crap i did not realize that was a weird topic when i started uh
1: looking up there was a thing that happened back in the day with uh people were afraid of grave robbers what they actually had happen was um they used to get those airtight caskets where they used to like basically seal them shut and mm-hmm. the air could get out so your loved one wouldn't get infected by worms and stuff. They oh, wow. the embalming fluid they used to use in corpses, mm-hmm. um, well they still use today, but when they airtight it shut, all that gas built up into the coffin. So after they buried them, they would just explode.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So it was freaking a lot of people out. People thought that their loved ones were getting digged up and like grave robbed and everything when really it was the bombing fluid blowing up like a pipe bomb underground.
0: Holy shit. I did not know that. that it's crazy. I'm telling I mean, you I mean,
1: I, so I, much freaky shit out there. We got to work. That's why I'm trying to tell people, you know, wrap it back around We're We're at a point where everything we've discovered, we think is fact ends up getting proved wrong later down the road. So why are we going to make a conclusion saying ghosts are not
0: real? Right, exactly. I mean, any like a lot of the times, things we loved as kids, we found out were actually bad for us. And I'm just like, well, that would have been nice to know. Like, oh, all that sugar was too much. Well, all those Capri Suns I had, oh boy. You're telling all me that cream. bowl of Cookie Crisp in the morning was bad? Okay, well, I'm sorry. You know, no disrespect to you if you're, your cereal preferences, but Cookie Crisp is the biggest disappointment of my life. When I was like, I finally had some. I was like, boy, this is awful. Like. God damn, that was disgusting. I, you know, I don't know if you loved it, but I was just very disappointed because all – I'm a Honey Smacks man. Yeah, you know, Honey Smacks was good. But I, count, I, count Chocula
1: though, like if you're not getting diabetes from that cereal, and not even <laughs> that's not even popping into your head. I mean that is just straight eating a, like a Reese's Cup or something for breakfast. Oh, yeah,
0: Reese's Cup also – I was like more peanut butter, less chocolate, guys. But no, the real diabetes one was when they had Rice Krispie Treat cereal. That
1: was just straight up.
0: Pop, you got diabetes. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And just Wilford Premlin. congrats. You got diabetes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, Drew, this has been awesome, man. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks, man. This this has been awesome, too. I want to give you a minute here at the ending to
0: promote your guys' podcast as well. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best. All right, so... Um, Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Again, if you like what you heard, uh, we are Strange Little Worlds. Um, It's a bi-weekly podcast discussing supernatural and true crimes in the little world that you call home. We are on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have an Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're even on Twitter. I don't know why, but we're there. And um, you know, shoot us a line, check us out, listen. We always love having new people, depending on where you are, state, continent, maybe even on another planet or existence. Who knows? Um, a lot of things coming up for twenty twenty. We're very excited, and also keep in touch with Rob. His Out of the Blank podcast is awesome, and um, help him get more uh, breakfast and and cereal. Because I'm
1: looking for that one sponsorship, Honey Smacks. If you're out there listening. Just do it. He'll,
0: he'll he'll eat one every podcast, just because you'll keep giving him money.
1: I got um, salmon I got salmonella poisoning because of Honey Smacks, and I still eat your cereal, so you
0: better sponsor me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's on endorsement. I don't know what it is. Well, thank you very much, Rob. This has been great. You know, uh, thank you also for for your stories as well. I'll definitely make sure to give you credit. Should I I, I Uh, Honor them by repeating them as as we do in uh, some of our future podcasts with Danny. I'll give her your best as well.
1: Make sure when you say my story, though, make sure you use the episode of Scooby Doo I was watching. It was the one where they had Earth, Wind, and Fire with the
0: the vampire thing. Got it. Earth, Wind, and Fire vampires. Totally. Uh, I'm a Scooby Doo fan, so you gotta you gotta you gotta paint the picture. You You know, little Rob watching hotel room Scooby Doo. Earth, wind, and fire with vampires. Got it.
1: Yep. And dancing on the bed, too, because I was faking being sick. Don't forget that. He was home alone
0: in it on the bed. Got
1: it.